0: Welcome to the Resilient Life Hacks podcast with host Elizabeth Myers, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and Facebook. Tune in weekly to learn how to have a winning life by building a strong spirit, soul, and body. The Resilient Life Hacks podcast is distributed using Anchor. If you haven't heard about it, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free, and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others. Hello, welcome to the Resilient Life Hacks podcast, where we talk about strengthening your spirit, mind, and body so that you can overcome adversity and do what you were made to do. I'm your host, Elizabeth Myers, and I'm so glad that you're all here with us today. Please don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. Today, I have uh, my good friend and fellow author and speaker, Ginger Harrington. She is the author of Holy in the Moment, Simple Ways to Love God and Enjoy Your Life. I have trouble with the camera. This is her book here. (laughs) And uh, she is going to come share with us today about overcoming anxiety. She's like me, also a military spouse. And um, she also works with an organization called Planting Roots that is a ministry for women associated with the military. So
1: thank you, Ginger. Welcome. Hey, great to be here, Elizabeth. I appreciate you having me on today. Yeah.
0: So tell us a little bit about your your book and what prompted you to write that and, and kind of the journey you went through with that.
1: Actually, I had been writing for quite a while and had another book that I wanted to publish. And my agent gave me some really great advice. And she said, you need to start with a book that tells your story and introduces you and your heart and, you know, just how you perceive the world. And so Holy in the Moment started out as a devotional and then became a chapter book And my story is just woven into that book. And it's a book that even though I had wanted to publish years before I actually did, God's timing was perfect because of some of the things that I had been through and some of the things that we'll talk about, Mm -hmm. waiting to actually write my story, I was able to weave in a lot of the things that I learned along the journey that I didn't even know earlier, (laughs) you know, and healing journeys are like that. Mm -hmm. Not that, you know, I'm all better and I never struggle with anxiety or anything like that anymore. But I've been through a process where God has equipped me and given me some understanding and healing and and, um, just I know I understand the process and I understand how to handle it a little better. Mm -hmm. Things still come up that make me anxious Mm -hmm. and that's just part of life. But here's where I love your topic about resiliency and life hacks is finding ways to identify what you're struggling with and then ways to overcome or work through Mm -hmm. in a healthy and God-based way makes all the difference. Yes, it does. So
0: what kind of triggered your initial journey with anxiety? Was it something that you always had or was it like a specific event that happened to you that uh, prompted that in your life?
1: Sure. I, don't remember being really anxious as a child and never really struggled with it when I, I have my dog in my lap because he's was super say. barky today. So I'm just going to let him say hi to everybody. Yeah, I, forgot to, <laughs> I forgot to introduce him. What's his but name? Rocco? Rocco's oh. warning us because we okay. not be trusted <laughs> with <laughs> the workmen outside. Right.
0: Yes. So, so anyway. First ever dog on the Resilient Life Hacks podcast. Right. I
1: love it. Yeah, we're just going to roll with it. So if I'm kind of wiggly a little bit, it's not because I've got bad speaking mannerisms, it's because I have a dog. (laughs) I I totally understand. So anyway, back to the story, right? So when we were in the military, um, moves had not bothered me at all. And they were exciting and fun and get to go different places and start all over. And when I was younger, that was super fun. Loved it. But by the time that we had three kids, and I had an onset of an autoimmune thyroid disease right at the same time that we had a major move going from East Coast, North Carolina to California, that was not fun. Right. And, you know, I was diagnosed with Graves' disease probably about three weeks before we moved. And I just remember saying, I don't have time to be sick. You know, uh, it's not like the military's going to change our orders and our move date for me to get treated and get feel, you know, get feeling better. Right. So I just kind of, you know, did what they told me to do, start taking medicine and hope I'm going to feel better. And as we're going cross country, the closer we get to California, the more anxious I'm getting. And we moved um, in the military, as you well know, sometimes you move into a house you've never seen before, which, yes. <laughs> you know, sometimes in the civilian population, you don't have that experience of someone else picking out your house. for <laughs> yep. so we moved, Yes, we moved on post. Um, in Monterey, California, my husband was going to the Naval Post graduate school at the time. And we were so excited to be stationed in California and have that experience, but we drove up to the house. It looked like it was going to be cadet. There was weeds everywhere. There was a hole in the front of the house, and I just went oh. and my my adrenaline and fear factor just you know you think about being at the crest of a roller coaster mm-hmm. and then taking that downward plunge. It just did that downward plunge, and I was so anxious. Um, I just I I stopped sleeping. It was just really hard to settle in. God really provided for us in that place. Neighbors were super friendly. They immediately, you know, introduced themselves and lots of kids in the neighborhood. So from that perspective, it was great. But I just had so much trouble adjusting to that move and, you know, schooling decisions and just the change and the change in my physical system and not being able to sleep just um, accelerated all of the challenges that i was having because my thyroid was off the charts and i didn't know that at the time i didn't have a doctor in play yet you know one of the things in the military community is Mm -hmm. when you have an onset of a medical need and you have to move continuity of care really kind of goes out the window you get settled and so that was kind of the start of that. And I just kind of got through, but it was just, there was days I was afraid to go outside. There was a d- days I was afraid to stay inside and, you know, between there, there's not much space to be.
0: <laughs> End <of> the doorway.
1: <laughs> yes. Mm. And I can remember, you know, just being on my knees at night, another night that I couldn't sleep and I just could not even stay in the bed. I had so much um thyroid energy so to speak running through my system that i would just pace in the house and try to be as quiet as i can because the last thing i do is wake up three kids yeah. and um i just you know I was like god you please heal me help me to calm down i would feel like i was going crazy because i knew that there was nothing really wrong that i was afraid of and that's the weirdest feeling when you're anxious and there's nothing to be anxious yeah. about but you're still just off the charts I've,
0: I've experienced that before, too. It's unsettling because you're like, I yeah. know I should feel this way, but I do. Right.
1: Well, we're looking at, and and see one of the things I think is in play here is we're looking at our circumstances and going, well, they don't warrant the response that I'm having. And we're not necessarily taking into account a physical thing that may be happening for me. It was hormonal. There was a very, very real component happening there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even when we don't have. Um, when we don't have a physical, chemical, hormonal component feeding our anxiety, sometimes just the sheer complexity of life, the, um, the decisions that fly at us at a, a fast pace, the, um, all the demands on our time and attention, even just the craziness of all the media that we consume, mm-hmm. does a lot to make us feel like we should be in control. And when we realize that we're not, it can really feed anxiety. Anxiety Mm -hmm. can also tap into some past experiences. And I experienced that every time we moved after that time in 2000, every time we moved after that, it was same story, different time. And my thyroid was not out of whack, but my neural responses Mm -hmm. were out of whack. And um, like many military spouses, I pulled my bootstraps up And I put my nose to the grindstone and I just pressed through the best that I could. And um, I think that's kind of one of the things that's super, super important about learning to be resilient is learning to admit and recognize when you're struggling with something and then go the step farther. Just begin to seek support and help. And I really didn't do that for a long time. So I've got to keep playing that game again and again, every time we moved And in the military, you know, we moved a lot. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can identify with a lot of what you're saying. I'm sure a lot of (laughs) military spouses can. And I I feel like just this year in particular, there are so many uh, anxious people about so many things. Right. You know, whether you're moving or not, there's a lot of unknown
1: known things going on but there's so much uncertainty mm -hmm. so much change so many losses Mm -hmm. maybe they're not permanent losses mm -hmm. but so many losses and that's anxiety producing in and of itself it is yeah and
0: i like the fact that you brought up you know the physical component because that's the Mm -hmm. thing i'm big on too is you know there there is a we tend to kind of disregard the body as its own separate category sometimes but the spirit mind and body all work together and um and we do need to, that's a big proponent. I get out there and get help. It's okay that we're not, none of us are okay. Nobody's okay. We're all faking it to some degree. <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> I did the typical military, you know, just figure it out, you know, right. kind of thing. And it, that did not serve me well or serve my family well. I mm-hmm. realized that I really need to put my self-care high on the list so that I can care for others.
1: Yes. And I think as, um, well, I'm sure men do this too. But as women, we tend to have caretaker syndrome and we're mm-hmm. going to take care of everybody else. We're going to take care of the house. We're going to take care of the laundry. We're going to take make sure food's on the table. We're going to take care of the kids. And maybe if there's time left over, we will take care of ourselves. There's and, not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, time doesn't come in leftovers. Right. right. We have to be intentional. and. Holy in the moment really kind of walks you through, you know, it's a book about holiness, but the roots of the word holiness in the old English, they go back into the concepts of wholeness and health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And um, the book is based around a verse that talks about may the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole and put you together, spirit, soul, and body. And keep you together until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, 1 Thessalonians five twenty three, and that's the message translation. And I loved the fact that it talks about being holy and whole. Mm-hmm. So even that, you know, holy in the moment is really about choosing wholeness in the moment, choosing to trust God in the moment, choosing to rely on the life of Christ and the resources of Christ rather than trying to fix ourselves, make ourselves holy follow all the rules, do all the things and get it all right all the time. That's so much pressure. And Mm -hmm. we're just not designed emotionally, um, neurologically, physically. We're not designed to run at 110 miles an hour, seven days a week, 365 days a year, every year of your life. It Mm -hmm. just doesn't work. And so when we really begin to get into our mindset that we can trust God, to make us holy and whole because of who we are in Christ, not because of our behavior, but because of our birth as a child of God. Mm-hmm. And that God is in the process of bringing all the physical, all the soul areas. And that's your mind, your will, your emotions, your personality, your decisions, your choices, All of that comes in the area of the soul. He's bringing your soul into alignment with who you are in Christ. And then we are who we are in Christ spiritually, but learning to live that out, to live in light of what's true of us spiritually takes time. Yes, And we participate for sure in the process. Our choices really do matter, Mm -hmm. but we're not choosing alone. We're not in it alone somehow trying to, Keep a standard and behave well enough that God might bless us. Mm-hmm. Um, we have His blessing because we're His children. Mm-hmm. And so, beginning to learn to live from that perspective and deal with the things that we have to navigate in life that cause us to be resilient in terms of the choices that we make and really reframing those choices that I can trust God in this moment, I can rely on Christ in this moment because. I'm holy because Christ has made me holy. I can choose patience in this moment. This moment where I want to just ring somebody's neck. Mm-hmm. I actually have the power of the Holy Spirit within me. I can choose to be mm-hmm. patient. I can choose to respond instead of react. It takes practice. Definitely. And it's it's definitely building a mindset mm-hmm. that you're, you know, walking with God and he's the one that is working in and through you. But it makes all the difference in the world and when we can Um, When we can really learn to be resilient because we know that God is with us, we have the Holy Spirit within us, we have all the spiritual blessings that Christ has given us, that that, um, God is making us holy and whole, then it's no longer just on us to get it right or to get through it. There is always the resource of Christ. And so, oftentimes, my, the holiest choices that we make are simply to trust God one more time, yep. to do the right thing one more time, to hang on when it's hard. You know, finding holy in the heart is just trusting Him again mm-hmm. and believing, trusting the Holy Spirit to do in you what you can't do for yourself.
0: Yeah, and I I think that's a big part of it. Is we we want this control. We think we want control. Yeah, <laughs> and we get stressed when we lose it. But really, with that control idea comes a burden of responsibility that, like you said, we're not designed to bear, but when we can give that control and that responsibility over to God and rest in him. And that's so hard to do. I know that's easy for me to say and hard to do because I've, you
1: know, I've struggled with that myself, but right. Well, yeah. And, and holy in the moment is kind of structured in three sections. So mm-hmm. there is the first section, which is um, love God, and that's your relationship with God and really learning to choose to believe in the moment, choosing to abide in Christ in the moment, choosing to surrender in the moment. I think that's one of, you know, when you talk about hacks, mm-hmm. living a, a surrendering life to where something happens, and I say, Lord, You know, I realize I'm not in control here. I don't like this situation. This is what I would like for it to happen. But I surrender because I know that you're good and that you're working. And I'm gonna trust you to work this out the way that you think is best. Mm -hmm. And when I do that, I experience peace even in the midst of turmoil. Because I'm not trying to control it all. And so surrender is a a, a serious life hack. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is. I pray that all the time. Where I'm like, God, yeah. I want what you want more than what I want. I mean, here's what I want, but I want mm-hmm. your will more than I want that. And uh, I, that really helps. I think that just surrendering of I, I came to the place eventually where I this is how I think of it in my mind is if I knew all the information that God knows, if I had all the facts, Mm -hmm. past, present, and future, and if I had completely pure motives, the way he does, I would choose the exact same thing he's choosing for me. The reason why I want something different is because I don't know all the facts and my motives aren't necessarily always pure. So um, I kind of think of it that way when God's going one way and I, I want him to go a different way. I'm like, okay, but if I knew everything he knows, I would choose this path too. And right. that's kind of how I frame it in my
1: mind to work through those things. Oh, that's a great, I love that. Because, you know, scripture tells us that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts mm-hmm. and his ways are um, different from our ways. And so oftentimes our ways are short-sighted. Mm-hmm. Um, they're focused on self and, and what I think is best and what I want and need in the moment and learning to release those desires and those needs and trust God with those Mm -hmm. needs, we really begin to have a resilient life because we have the strength and the peace of Christ and we know that we know Mm -hmm. that God is going to meet our needs. um, Mm -hmm. Those needs for love, acceptance, value, worth, security, all of those deep, deep seated needs that all of us have, God gave them to us, so that we could experience him meeting those needs and providing for them. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't look always exactly like I thought it would, or like Mm -hmm. I wanted it to. And that's where that surrender piece really becomes a life hack. Mm -hmm. It's, just like you said, realizing God knows best. And one of the, you know, one of the quotes that I just say a lot that's from Holy in the Moment is really coming to the place where I believe that God is good, that God is good. Maybe not every moment is good, but God is good in every moment. Mm-hmm. That enables me, it's like your power source to be able to trust him and to surrender what you think should happen or what you want to have happen in the moment because you know that even though what's happening isn't good that god is still good yeah I and like he that. can work through it and we know that romans eight twenty eight <coughs> tells us that there goes the dog i got tired <laughs> <of holding him>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we get to hear roscoe add to the conversation okay. so sorry friends about that but we do know that romans eight twenty eight tells us that God um, works all things together for good for those who love him and who are called according to his purposes mm-hmm. and trusting that God is working his purposes in our lives and really having that love relationship with God mm-hmm. settles our souls in a very tangible way. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's so, something that's so important. I think another little piece of that pie is really learning to recognize the difference between what your emotions are telling you is true and what is actually true. And then also even more importantly, what God says is true. Yeah. And that's hard to tease those differences out sometimes. I know. And we talk a lot about that in the book, both in my, the anxiety story kind of kicks off the book and there's a, there's a thread that runs through the whole book about dealing with a fear, fear of, you know, not, having approval or fear of messing up fearing fear of rejection i didn't realize how afraid i am of rejection till i got to like the 15th chapter at the end of the book i'm like oh that's what we're really writing about and uh books go that way sometimes Mm -hmm. and so but really learning that believing god is a choice it's not an emotion Mm -hmm. and as I have learned to be more attentive to my emotions, to be able to recognize what I'm thinking in the moment, what I'm actually believing in the moment and how that's triggering my emotions, my anxiety or or discouragement or frustration or you know, mm-hmm. different yeah. day, different emotion. Yeah. But the concept of being able to le- recognize what is triggering me to feel that way in the moment, And those emotions are letting me know what I believe in the moment. Mm -hmm. And what I may be believing in the moment is I have to be in control or God's Mm -hmm. not really good, or this isn't going to work out or uh, people don't like me or whatever. Mine is I have to do it perfectly or I'm a failure. (laughs) Absolutely. That perfectionist. mm,
0: Yeah. Crazy ideas that I wouldn't say out loud, but I act as though they're true because they're rattling around in my head. But I think that's that's a key is being self-aware of what... Right. We, we have a saying in our family, sometimes the issue is not the issue. If there's like, yes, especially if I feel myself having a strong emotional reaction to something, sometimes I'm actually not reacting to that thing. I'm mm-hmm. reacting to something else or something in the past or some somehow that something mentally tied to that thing. Yes. But, but I'm actually overreacting to that thing because I'm reacting to something else.
1: <laughs> and yeah. uh,
0: just having that awareness to think through what, what is really bothering me is so helpful to kind of pick that mm-hmm. part
1: it is and so that middle section of the book is on embracing truth and it has to do with like listening to god prayer mm-hmm. dealing with your thoughts that is such a the thought chapter is so practical and dealing with your emotions and mm-hmm. then making the choice to obey god because you love him and trust him not because you're supposed to or you have to mm-hmm. or you need those brownie points for acceptance but those thoughts and chapters The thoughts and emotions chapters, I think, are some of the most helpful Mm -hmm. um, chapters in the book. And they were where the real freedom piece came for me. And those were the chapters I could not have written a few years ago. It was only after going through, um, you know, kind of hitting the wall, so to speak, and the umpteenth move and going, if this was my kids, I would have gotten help for this. Why am I not valuing myself enough to reach out and get some help with this, Mm because it's not going away, maybe I don't Mm -hmm. deal with it every day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of, for me, it was more situational anxiety. And so it was easy to kick that can down the road, when we weren't moving, because most of the time, we're not moving. (laughs) But, you know, I just finally kind of came to the you have those like moments where Mm -hmm. the Holy spirit finally gets through to you and just like, you know, I want to get help for this because Mm -hmm. I know there's help to be had and I don't have to feel this way. And so I went through like a discipleship counseling journey um, that involved reading a lot of books and working with the counselor. And it was really more um, education based but it was going through the process of identifying past history and misperceptions and things that I believe that weren't that were life messages, but not necessarily things that were true, mm-hmm. and how those things carry forward into the future and impact us, just like you were saying. Yeah, and right. in fact, um, I just had this experience um, about a week ago. On a Sunday morning, there was about three things that kind of just piggybacked on top of each other. And I just, none of them were a big deal, but all three situations just made me feel really anxious. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is so weird because none of these situations warrants being anxious but I definitely feel anxious and I just prayed and I you know I I gave that to the Lord I said Lord I invite you into what I'm feeling right now um, and I asked for you to show me why I'm feeling this way and then he gave me just he just reminded me of another question to ask was Lord when was the first time I ever felt this way And I kind of wondered if he would show me, you know, (laughs) And I went on, you know, I was cleaning up the kitchen after breakfast and probably about 30 minutes later, just a a memory popped up in my mind of getting sent to the principal's office when I was in the third grade. And I was a rule follower and a, you know, do it all right kind of kid. And so I was absolutely horrified to be in trouble and to be sent to the principal's office. And combine that with the fact that I knew I had done something wrong. I had been really unkind to someone who did not deserve that. And that wasn't my nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I felt real shame about having what I had done. So, you know, the two of those things kind of together. And I mm-hmm. realized I was feeling the same thing, even though I wasn't in trouble. I was feeling like I was in trouble. Mm-hmm. And even though I hadn't let anybody down, I was feeling like I had let someone down. Mm-hmm. and. Being able to recognize that just kind of diffused that situation and and that my emotions didn't settle down a minute immediately um, because it takes oftentimes anxiety produces adrenaline in your system and adrenaline takes time to like settle out of your system to get out of your system. Sometimes I I think I've read about 45 minutes um, for it takes for adrenaline to kind of work out of your system
0: or like 3 miles if you're running it off.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. But that it's that same thing of stopping in the moment and see here's here's holy in the moment at work. Stopping in the moment, recognizing, wow, I'm feeling anxious right now. Or what why am I feel what's behind this? Why am I feeling this way? Um, is there something I need to know about this? What am I believing is true in this moment? And um, then thinking about what does God say is true. Yeah,
0: I love yeah. that. That's so critical. Cause I, I know for me personally, too, there's times when I'm feeling bad in a certain way. Sometimes it's like, I'm feeling guilty about something that, mm-hmm. you know, didn't go well. And, Oh, you know, somebody's feelings yep. got hurt or something didn't work out right. And I, I blame myself and I absorb all this guilt. And, but then when I actually sit down and analyze it, you know, like you said, I'm like, well, I didn't really do anything wrong. There was no malicious, mm-hmm. you know, and really that, that person is okay. They're not angry with me, but, yeah. You, just processing through what is actually true and you know our feelings sometimes lie to us um so figuring out what that truth is and then I mean the ultimate truth like he says God's word and lining it up with that yes what right does he say about
1: it? So. so that awareness is so key and that's mm-hmm. a huge resiliency hack but it's also part of being um, learning learning to live like who you are rather than how you feel right um so even when I'm feeling anxious, I know the truth is that I'm secure in Christ, that I am valued in Christ. I am accepted in Christ. I have spiritual blessings in Christ that my father will never leave me nor forsake me. I know so many spiritual truths. And what is true about me spiritually is the most true thing about me. And the same for you and the same for every person listening to us when you are a believer in Jesus Christ who he says you are, that's what counts. That's what matters. That's what's going to be true for eternity. And day by day we're walking into that and learning to live in light of the truth of who we are. And so those are, you know, just so important that ability to just to say what's going on right now, Lord, and invite him into that and process it with him. And so those are some things. And, you know, one thing I wanted to um, just mention is Right now I have a free offer on my website for an emotional health workbook. Work, work And it comes out of a seminar that I do on dealing with your emotions. And it's super helpful. It is, it's, you know, just kind of a workbook to work through some questions, uh, a little helpful chart to kind of work through this process that we're talking about. And um, it's free on my website. So gingerherrington.com, if you're struggling with your emotions, grab a copy of that and um, just. Have another little tool to help you work through your emotions or your anxieties or whatever it is that you're needing to have that resiliency mm-hmm. to address and and work through and overcome the things that are, are in your life right now that you're working on.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. That's very helpful. I I know for me personally, and I think really this would be true for everybody, that uh, so- solid Christian counseling could be beneficial to everybody. Uh, not everybody necessarily has the means or the you know ability mm-hmm. to do that right now, but also in addition to that or separate from that, working through these things on our own, like you described, um, is also very important. Yeah, um, so or I, you
1: know, talking through it doesn't necessarily have to be a counselor. It can be um, a mentor or a wise Christian friend, um, a pastor. There are many people that we can talk to and work through. There are a wealth of helpful books on the subject. Holy in the Moment is helpful on some of these things. And um, just one more thing to like let your friends know about mm-hmm. is um, I have a private Facebook group called the Holy in the Moment Community. And we work through the book just a chapter at a time. which has been anywhere from one to three weeks on a chapter and just little daily prompts and reminders and new insights and questions and things like that. And we're just on chapter one this week. So we've okay. just started the awesome. book again. Perfect so timing. Yes, yes. So if anybody is interested in that, just request to join Holy in the Moment community on Facebook. It's a private group. And um, grab a copy of the book and come join us.
0: That sounds great. I will put the links to all those in the show notes and in the comments.
1: Um,
0: Real quick before we head out, though, you're starting your next book, right? Do you want to give us a little preview of what that one's about?
1: Yes, my next book kind of um, comes out of Holy in the Moment from the chapter on listening to God. And the next book, I think it's going to be called, Will God Speak to Me? Simple Ways to Listen to God. And it is more of a a devotional journal type of um, product rather than a chapter book. And it works through Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians and suggesting, you know, try this today, try that today. And then I come alongside with some devotions to enhance Mm -hmm. people's conversations with God. So that's what I'm working on right now.
0: Okay. Well, great. That sounds wonderful. Can't wait to read the next one too. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this with us. I love all the little practical tips that you, it's, it's a lot to remember. Good thing I have the book.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Yes, so I yeah. I've got to get the book and highlight it so that you can keep, but I, you had, you made so many just really down to earth practical points about how to deal with these things that we all mm-hmm. struggle with and yeah. we're getting in spades this year. So.
1: Right. Uh, and I appreciate your patience with me and the dog. Oh, he's <laughs> he's awesome.
0: We, I, I'm an animal lover, so we can have animals on the podcast. My cat will often like climb across my laptop and like,
1: ah. Oh was, yeah, you just
0: deleted the whole paragraph. Oh okay. <laughs> So I, I totally understand that. But thanks again for coming thank on. It's a joy to hear from you, and thank you for being open and sharing about your struggles, uh, so that that can help others who are going through similar stuff. I appreciate that. You're welcome. All right. Thank you all for listening. That concludes uh, this week's lesson. Please, if you didn't earlier, don't forget to subscribe and to share with your friends, and we will see you again next week. Thank you. Bye. You have been listening to Resilient Life Hacks with host Elizabeth Myers. If you like the show and want to know more, check out elizabethmyersme forward slash podcast. If you're interested in being a guest on a future episode, just fill out the form on that webpage so we can connect. Your honest review on iTunes is a tremendous help to sharing this message of hope with more hurting souls. Don't forget to join us next week when we talk about more hacks for resilient life. Until next time, stand strong, hold on to hope, and love others like Jesus does.